Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. This is episode 16 of the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast. In today's show, it's a slightly different format where it's just yours truly. Today, I want to talk about time. Time is our most finite resource, and so I want to talk about how we can adapt and manage to fit in fitness and nutrition when we already have and are already struggling for time around career and families. So let's dive in. So first off, um, I want to talk about uh, you know when we're considering either exercising or improving our nutrition, how important it is to kind of sit down and plan all of that out. Now, this kind of follows on a little bit from the other solo podcast I did around timelines and deadlines. Um, and to people listening, it may feel like this, this kind of big thing that you need to do and you and maybe you don't want to sit down and plan it all out. But, but just by spending five minutes um, just planning it out, specifically when you're new to this and you've maybe not done it before or you have done it before, but you've struggled to, to stay consistent and you've struggled to get results. So to give you an example, what I tend to do is on a Sunday, either in the morning when the kids are doing their homework or maybe um, in the afternoon when we're just at home, is I'll just take five minutes out just to plan out during the week when I'm going to exercise. And I'll put that in my calendar so that, you know, maybe when I'm traveling or maybe when I first get up in the morning, all I need to do is just go into my calendar and say, right, what have I got to do today? Right, at eight o'clock, which is the time that I normally train, I'm going to go and do a run. I'm going to do a hit session in the park or I'm going to go for a swim. And by having it already planned in your calendar, you're more inclined to do it in the first place. But more importantly, is you're more inclined to stay consistent at it because it's this psychological aspect of having it already there planned in your calendar. You kind of get this feeling like um, you, you can't miss it or you don't want to miss it. It's an appointment that's been put in there. Um, and you want to and you want to meet that. Um, the other thing around it is that even when life challenges do come up, um, and maybe it's eight o'clock on a Wednesday morning, and you're supposed to go for a run, but something has happened with the kids, uh, or something has happened at work, and there's just no way you can do it. That doesn't then mean that that's it you just ditch it and 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 you don't do it um what what you can then do is you can just think okay i'll look at my calendar um and when when can i actually do this run session okay well i, I might be able to do it later on this evening um either when the kids go to a, a club or they've got football training or something like that so you can just move it um and and again I'll keep reiterating this because some people might think that oh, it's just a you know another strain on my time. It actually doesn't take five minutes, and actually, if you stay off social media for twenty minutes, you've got more than enough time to actually look at your calendar, 
either do the workout or reschedule it. So that's that's the first thing that I want to discuss is is planning uh, your around your training. The second thing that I want to discuss is around time of um, training. So some of us are morning people, some of us are evening people. So it's understanding when you're not at your best, but when you are when it's better for you to train. So for me personally, it's in the morning. So quite often I would get up at, you know, in the summer, I'd get up at five o'clock in the morning and do a run. Or um about six o'clock I'd do a quick hit session in the garden or go for a swim. And that works for me because I'm a bit of a morning person. And this comes back to what we call our circadian rhythm, which is our natural body clock that we have um, and it's when our body kind of wakes up and um, and wants to go to sleep. So for some people, it's in the evening. For me, I just can't stand training in the evening. I don't like it. it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for the family either in terms of routines and when the kids are here. Um, so r- the evenings are are no good for me. So it's yeah, understanding when uh, your your best time is to train. And a lot of that is obviously going to be dependent on the family. It's going to be dependent on when the kids need to be going to school or on the weekend, what clubs uh, and sports the kids have. So, again, that can come back to your plan- planning and you can understand when the best time um, for that for, for you to train is. It might well be if you work in the city or work in a city, um, you could squeeze it in at lunchtime. Now, I know the majority of people listening to this will probably think, well, I don't have a lunchtime. Um, I don't have time. Um, but you can carve that time out, just like you carve out time for meetings in your day, in your diary. You can carve out, you know, maybe half an hour, maybe 40 minutes um, for you to, again, go for a swim at a, at a local gym, you could be go for a run outside. You could get on a. You could do a spin class, um, and then you could just do do a hit session either in the gym or in the park. So, so yeah, you you can fit that in. You've just got to make a conscious decision and a conscious effort to plan that time into your day. So, the third thing I want to talk about is about how long, how much time. Um, you need to train. Now, I'm a huge advocate of doing um, short, sharp workouts. Now, obviously, it's going to be dependent on your goal. Um, So if your primary goal is either to drop a bit of weight, to drop a bit of fat, um, and that is your sole goal, you can 100% do 12 to 15 minute HIIT workouts um, and that will um, give you enough of a, of a workout to actually achieve that goal. And the reason for that is because when you're doing short, sharp workouts, what happens in the body is that you're, you're going to raise your heart rate um, to, to 85 to 95% of its maximum. And when the body's working at that level, um, it is working in its... Um, anaerobic state so really high heart rate is something you can't sustain for a long period of time and what's happening on inside is that your body is burning glycogen from the muscle now 
glycogen is derived from carbohydrates that we eat and that's what happens to the carbohydrates it gets broken down by the body uh, into sugars and then it gets stored uh, in our muscles for then energy when we're doing really high intensity stuff then what happens is once you've finished your hit workout the body then obviously is calming down your heart rate's dropping but for then the next eight hours your body will then be in a fat burning state so that's a lower level um, of energy that it's using and it will start using fats as fuel now there's a whole kind of another podcast that i can do around this um, around how it, it works specifically but essentially that's what it is so coming back to the timing if that is your goal which is weight loss and fat loss you can absolutely do a 12 to 15 minute workout you can do that in the gym uh, you could do that outside you can pretty much do it anywhere you know I've even just shot a video fairly recently um, around how you can do it when you're traveling you can do it in a hotel room now what you do um, is yeah, you can do four exercises with a 10 second rest uh, in between each exercise and then a minute rest at the end of each set. And you do that four times. I can guarantee you, you will be puffing, panting, very much out of breath and very much sweating at the end of it. And that will have achieved your goal. So, yeah, 12 to 15 minutes. And that's perfect if you are really strapped for time, whether that's in the morning whether that's at lunch hour, whether that's in the evening. And one of the huge benefits that I found um, from a family perspective, when you do this specifically at home um, in the evenings or you do it in the morning at weekends, is the kids like to get involved. And it's quite cool, actually, when the kids get involved. Now, they don't obviously do the whole thing, and I'm not su ever suggesting that you should get your kids to do a, a 12 to 15-minute HIIT workout. But it's their way of actually supporting you. It's their way of getting involved. Um, and, um, yeah, it's a bit of fun as well. You can have a bit of a laugh and a joke with the kids whilst you do that. So, yeah, so 12 to 15 minutes. Um, if you are training for something else, so that could be, you know, for, from my perspective, it's obviously triathlon um, or Ironman. And that is um, if you're doing swimming, cycling and running obviously that can take a little bit uh, of a longer period of time but it doesn't necessarily need to so you can still apply the same hit format to swimming cycling and running so to give you an example specifically running you can go out and do a 10 set 100 meter sprint workout and the way that that works is you find you can you can either do it on the flat you can do it in a local park um, <clears throat> or you can do it, you know, anywhere where there's a slight incline. And essentially what you do is you jog, jog out to, to where the area is to give you a warm up. You then um, get to your position. You sprint for 100 meters and then your recovery is a slight jog back to where you started and you go again. And again, that should take 15, 20 minutes, whatever, depending on what level you're at in terms of running. And again, that is far, far better to do than just a 5K run. Specifically, again, if you're, if you're looking to lose weight and you're looking to lo lose fat. Obviously, if you're looking to improve your endurance because you've signed up for a half marathon 
or you're doing your first sprint triathlon um, or you want to do your park run, then the training can be slightly different. But the, the sprint sets are still very, very important, even if you're doing endurance running, because that builds your anaerobic capacity. Um, now, again, if you are wanting to do more endurance based uh, running, then you again, you can do rather than just going out and doing a 5k, you can go out and, and do, you know, three to 4k. And at the end of it, you can add between four to six little sprint sets in there. So you could sprint for 20 seconds, rest for 40, and you could do that four to six times. Um, again, you can do all of that within a 20 minute window. And by the time you've come back and you've showered, that's a, a workout of half an hour. So that, that's really important. Then swimming, you can do a similar scenario. And over on, uh, I've got a blog on the Fitter Healthy Dad website, and we've got an infographic on there on how you can do a pyramid set. So a pyramid set is exactly what it is, and it's almost like an up-down pyramid where you start from. So you do maybe a, a little 200-meter warm-up in the pool. Um, so that's if it's a 20-meter pool, that's 10 laps. Um, and obviously, if it's a 25-meter pool, then it's then it's eight laps. And then you go into your pyramid set. So you do what 100 meters, and then you rest for 30 seconds. You do 200 meters, rest for 30 seconds. 400 meters, rest for 30 seconds, and then you do your 200 meter cool down. Now, again, if depending on what level of uh, you're at as a swimmer. That could take you 20 minutes, could take you half an hour. But what I'm just trying to demonstrate in terms of, you know, the length of time you need to train, you can do all of these disciplines in under half an hour. And that's from start to finish, from when you from when you kind of get changed to when you've got showered and you're on your dressed again. So you don't need to be training hours and hours and hours. Now, if you're listening to this and you have been doing sprint triathlons and you are doing Olympic distance, you are doing half distance and then full distance. That's a very different story because you're going to have to do a lot more endurance based workouts, which are, you know, time dependent. You need to be doing a lot more time. But again, it's all still doable. Obviously, in the week, it's going to be a bit more challenging. And that's why I specifically picked the weekends to do my longer rides. And again, to fit that in around the family, because you don't want to be disappearing away from the family for hours and hours and hours. I, because I'm a morning person, I tend to get up early in the morning. Even at winter, I'll get up at 5, 5.30. I'll either go out uh, to do the run or I'll jump on the turbo trainer to do the time on the bike or I might even go to the gym to do the time on the bike and obviously the local pool to do a swim. But just just do it earlier or do it later. You know, work it in around the family. Don't make your training um, a priority over over family, career commitments, all the rest of it. All of this is is adaptable um, in terms of, of 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 training. So that's hopefully given you some insight onto how you can adapt your training. Like I said previously, just to recap. Um, one of the things is is being adaptable. It's really, really key. So if you have scheduled in your calendar that you're going to do, you know, either, even a class, like a hit class or whatever, you know, and you can't do that because of family and because of work, don't not do it. Just move it to another day. 
move it, maybe move your rest days around. And that's something that, again, we can talk about on another podcast, but it's very important that you have rest days as well. Um, so yeah, just be adaptable, move it around. So work out when you're Work out when you, your best time is to train. So that's morning, lunchtime, or evenings. Um, make sure you put it in your calendar and then move it around if you can't do it at the time uh, you wanted to train. And then in terms of length of workouts, again, like I said, you can do some pretty good workouts um, in, in in 30 minutes if you're taking the, the kind of interval training approach. Now, on nutrition, um, there's lots of different kind of time hacks you can use on nutrition. Um, One of the biggest things is uh, prepping your food. Now, I know for a lot of people listening, it's probably going to sound like a real pain in the ass to prep your food. Um, But simple things like when you're cooking an evening meal, you could cook a slightly larger portion of an evening meal, and then you can store that either in the freezer or take that for lunch for the next day at work. Um, And the reason I advocate doing meal prep is because at least when you're prepping your food, you know exactly what it is in your food. The challenges that we have when we buy food, either when we're out or when we're at work, is you obviously pick up the most convenient type of food out of the, the supermarket or wherever. And a lot of it is processed. I'm a big, uh, you know, I'm massively against processed food. It's not good for us. There's lots of different chemicals and stuff in there that are not good for our overall health and obviously if we're trying to achieve a specific goal. So, yeah, create stuff um, when you're doing your evening meal. And then even if you're not, once you've done your evening meal, just prep your lunch for the next day um, and and understand what it is you want uh, in accordance with what you're trying to achieve. So, you know, if you're trying to achieve losing weight, making sure that you're having small portion sizes, making sure you're having your your proteins, your your fats and your carbohydrates in there. Um, In the morning, if I know I'm going to be out for the day um, when I'm doing the kids breakfast, I will make sure that I'm prepping my lunch. Um, If if you don't, and I advocate another uh, thing of, of delaying breakfast, so don't have your breakfast as soon as you get up have it two hours after you've got up and that's for fat burning reasons because the body is in a high fat burning state when you first wake up so you you want it to start burning fat you don't want to feed it with with food because then that will obviously reduce that fat burning process um but yeah when you're doing the kids breakfast make your breakfast put it in the tupperware uh make your lunch put it in the tupperware so you know the portion sizes you know the types of food you're going to be eating um and you don't have to just grab something randomly, which is not going to suit what you're trying to achieve um, for your uh, nutrition. And then the final thing that I want to talk around about nutrition is I have something what I call a capsule menu. So one of the biggest challenges that I found was whilst I like cooking and everything else, particularly when you come in in the evening, the last thing that you have time for is to break out a recipe book and then start cooking a meal. Now, there obviously are, you know, recipes that you can do in 15 minutes. And I have that in the the, the 90 day program. And also I've got a seven day meal planner. And a lot of those recipes in there are 
uh, 15 minutes long. But that's assuming that you have the ingredients for those recipes. So I developed something called a capsule menu. Um, and basically what it is, is I have seven meals which I cook every single week and that, and they don't change. So, you know, I will cook steak and vegetables or I would cook a salmon dish or I'd cook um, some really basic um, meatballs uh, with some with a tomato sauce. But all of it takes um, a short amount of time. But I know every week what my seven meals are. Now, you might be thinking, well, that is just, I'm just going to get so bored of that. And absolutely you do. So what happens is once you get bored of one meal, you just swap that meal out for a new meal. You don't need to change the whole menu. And that helps for a number of reasons. It helps helps with your weekly shop. So you can buy the same thing every week. Um, and if you do online shopping, you can pretty much just copy and paste your basket over. That, that saves you time. Then when it comes to cook, you know that if, you, if you've done these meals for the last few weeks, you're going to have the ingredients in the cupboard. Um, and then the third thing is when you're actually cooking them, it takes you a lot less time because you haven't got to look up the recipe. You can just pretty much, once you've done it a few times, you know exactly what you've got to cook and you know what the exactly what the ingredients are. And the benefits of all of that is you already know, without thinking about it, that you're going to get a nutrient-dense food uh, dinner. Um, so that, that saves you time. So, yeah, just to recap, it's it's called a capsule menu. Um, and it takes you a little bit, a little bit of time to set up in the beginning. So you have to just sit down, map out your meals, and you obviously, when you're mapping out your meals, you're making sure that you're getting the right nutrients in there. So your proteins, your fats, and your carbohydrates. Put it on a little piece of paper or a post-it note in the kitchen or whatever. Um, and you now know um, from uh, Sunday to Sunday exactly what you're going to be eating. Obviously, if you're eating out, that's slightly different, um, but doesn't matter food keeps you can put it in the freezer uh, for the following week so yeah so I hope uh, the the capsule menu um, concept helps and um, yeah will we'll save you a lot of time so I just wanted to go through all those kind of time hacks if you like um, this week and um, if you have any questions then you can um, go over to the Facebook community um, if you've not signed up it's a free group that you go in there and I'm active in there. And if you have any challenges about what I've talked about or you want any further advice specifically relating to your situation, then put a post in there and I'll come back and answer answer you. We've also got the Facebook page and um, we've got the contact page on the website. So I hope that helps. And um, I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.